0: Gerard Hector and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir?
1: Wow, a few days with my kids, playoff <laughs> basketball. <laughs>
0: like
1: I'm kind of sad. <laughs> first round is over. It was a great first game of first round. And, and we're back to being empty nesters. but no, it's, it's all good. I think we've I think we got we kind of expected mostly. You, you don't mostly. expect every game to be close. Uh, um, these teams are capable of being really bad. A lot of these teams because they're so flawed. And so you're going to have some blowouts, but I thought a lot of the games were super interesting.
0: Yes, I I thought the drama was good. We had competitive games. Uh, We have interesting things to talk about in terms of teams and their decisions to execute a certain way and or not execute. Um, So, yeah, this this will be interesting. I I really enjoyed this opening weekend of of game ones, and we have every team has played a game one, which like doesn't always happen within the the first few days, but we got that. So that's pretty awesome for us. Uh, But I want to start here, David, Um, preparing for the playoffs. When you're a coach and you're a staff, it's a challenge, right? I mean, you're playing good teams, right? I always say, you don't get Houston and Detroit nor Lent, right? None of those those cake teams that you get to beat up on the regular season. Every team is, you know, pretty decent for the most part. And then you have the exceptional teams with elite talent. I feel like when I watch games sometimes, David, teams and coaches overreact to elite players. Um, You think about Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, Kawhi, KD, all, all these amazing, amazing players. And, I mean, they're amazing. So you have to game plan for them. Uh, but I think it's a mistake to focus so much of the plan on them that you forget there's four other guys on the floor. And if that team comes out and realizes, fine, they want to do that, we'll kill you the other way and go four on three and beat you every single time.
1: Well, it depends on who the other four guys are.
0: <laughs> well, yes, if it's four not so good guys, then well, if, if, if you, meet Henry, okay. and
1: Travis, then we're, <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> Almost no matter what they do, we're in trouble. Uh, no disrespect to any of us, but we're we're not going to be able to do it. Certainly not my age. Um, so yeah, I think that this is the nature of the superstar, and the and the there are some minuses to having a superstar, but mostly there's lots of pluses. And um, I, I I think I mean you're getting into what I love most and miss the most about coaching Uh, because I made the veer, made the pivot of my career in the nineties, pretty much to get away from team coaching. Not that I haven't done plenty, especially when my, when my kids got older or whatever, but um, mostly it's been individual and I'm happy to mentor coaches. I love the strategy. And what I really like about this time of year that I got a chance to experience to some degree coaching in tournaments where you were thinking down the road, you had to be able to, in a tournament, you have to win You you have to win to stay alive. Uh, But in some of the tournaments that my teams would play in, we kind of knew we were going to win. But what are we doing down the road in the in the end of the tournament? Where we how we how we play going into that last game will help dictate how we play in the finals. It's not quite the same in the NBA final NBA playoffs. They have to think how do we win this game, but also how do we win the series, which is ultimately what matters most. And so, for example, I thought. What Boston did against Curry, the first four games of that series was mm-hmm. this was just a guess. We're gonna wear this dude out. We're gonna we're gonna let him take all the threes he wants. We're not we're not gonna show with our bigs on those handoffs and screens, and um, and just be physical with them. Score, attack them offensively, and they kind of panicked when it was it was two two. Mm-hmm. And then they lost. They changed what they were doing before, and they they lost two more, which was three in a row. Um, and so, yeah. So, for example, with Embiid, um, if you're gonna if you're gonna decide we are not letting him beat us, it, I think there's got to be a better execution and a better strategy than what they did, which was what we thought they might do. Like if I tell me if I'm wrong, but didn't we say on Thursday? I remember. Pretending to yell like, "Hey, Joel, we're coming to double team you <laughs> yeah, now." Didn't yeah, I do yeah, that? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly what they did. I was being facetious, <laughs> but it's what they did. Like from the moment the game started, right? You didn't. All, he didn't always know where the help was, where the double team was coming from, but mostly he did. Mm-hmm. And they've seen it before. And so, right. to me, that's the one thing I've said this so many times over, and not just on podcasts, but whatever. Like what I, what I loved about JJ Reddick going back to his high school days, because I watched him in high school on YouTube, way after high school, I watched him. But uh, when I prepared for the NBA draft for him, and I thought he should have been maybe even the top pick, which probably Dwight Howard deserved that. But I thought JJ had a chance to be a really special playoff performer in a relatively weak draft, because what hadn't he seen a bunch? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Everyone in high school tried to keep from scoring didn't work. Everyone at Duke, in Duke and the ACC kept him from trying to score. didn't work. Well, what, what double team hasn't Embiid seen? Mm-hmm. This ain't his first few years. Right. He's better. And I thought that you've got to come up with an innovative strategy mm-hmm. and to make him think a little bit, it doesn't mean it will work. And you and you can pivot off that. But I think that that to your point, like against Curry, we've seen teams so panic, so panicky to keep him from getting the open three that they give up layups and dunks all over the place. And I think there's a, a better foundation that has to be built with whatever innovative strategy you want to employ. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a lot of coaches great at that because I don't think we see that much. This is, you're going to love this. We play 58 games. Mm-hmm. You will see much more strategies, innovative strategies, put into individual games in yep. February Yep, that you would never see now because they don't have time. Right. And it's gone the next day to the next game, and I, I think we'd see a – more coaches getting better at that, which means we'd see more of that in the
0: postseason. No doubt. And I think a big part of this, David, is what Henry often talks about, which is part of this job as a coach, a GM, whatever, mm-hmm. in these teams is you must always win the press conference, right? You can't lose the press conference. So you're never going to lose the press conference doubling Joel Embiid, right? Because, yeah, he's so good. You have to double Joel Embiid, of course. But if you do a different strategy like you, we talked about on Thursday, um, uh, no, no, no. Don't double, single cover him. Let him do what he does, but you race and wear him out on the other end. If that doesn't work, you will get killed by media in the in the in the in the post game press conference, right? And that's I think the fear, right? There's not enough fearlessness because I'm going to lose my job because the GM's got this, right? There isn't enough connectivity among teams where it's like, hey, man, we trust you to be innovative. Like, yeah, let's see, let's see if it works. Remember, what we love so much about Nurse uh, in that first Finals run with Toronto was. Okay, go box someone against Curry. I don't give a shit. We love about Ty, Ty Lu, Mr. Pragmatist. Do whatever. Shit, it doesn't work fine. We'll pivot. I don't care. But I think so many guys are like coaching from a fear position of no, 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 no. If I do this, I'm going to get killed and I'm going to lose my job. Can't do that. And it's like, well, you're probably going to lose anyway. So, you know, try something. So two
1: things. Um, One, I don't know who this Henry person is you're referring to, but he sounds very smart. I like that. This guy's a smart guy. Um, Two, I'm kidding, obviously. We we all know what Henry's doing right now. We had a long talk from this morning. Um, uh, I agree with what you're saying and what Henry said, but I would add a, 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 a tweak to it. Uh, Jacques Vaughn has has absolutely the right and privilege of trying the strategy I suggested in game I one agree. getting blown out and looking at every member of the media and saying you understand what we're talking about here right people we we are not a succeed our team earned a succeed but this isn't the team that are in the succeed right the right. team that are in the succeed is in Phoenix <laughs> and is in Dallas. All right. These guys are a lottery team. Nothing against right. it. I, now, you give me this team from day one, maybe right. I could have mm-hmm. turned them into an eight or nine seed, but let's face it. Mm-hmm. We are not that team. So I could play a more basic strategy, mm-hmm. and I think we'd lose 10 times out of 10, 95 games out of 100, and make all of you happy, but fuck y'all. you don't pay my bills. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to win a series here. We may lose by 50 every single game, right. but we're this is just one game. We can pivot off this strategy. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep trying stuff, but I know this. Playing more how the average person would play his team mm-hmm. against that guy and right. that team You're is losing. a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. We'll lose every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to come up with a different scenario. 53s a game, which I do think they're supposed to shoot more threes. They they're are. just not doing it. Philly's doing a good job of defending to some degree. I also think Brooklyn's failing at, at some degree too, but you want to double, that may be in game two, they'll double them differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's see. But if yeah. it's more of the same, I think we're going to see more of the same. That's my guess.
0: I, I think you're right on there. Um, Transiting to some of the games that happened over the weekend, David, unfortunately we saw some injuries. John Morant landed horribly on his, on his hand, which is already injured to begin with and has taped up. He came back uh, onto the bench, not into the game, uh, heavily taped up. And after the game, he said, like, I I can't, my arm, is, it hurts. Like, I, it's unlikely, I'm, it's in jeopardy that I'm going to be playing in game two. So he, that's not looking good. He said that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet he's getting an MRI. the Because yeah.
1: the negative, the text rate was negative.
0: Right. So the MRI is soft tissue. Correct. So that's an issue. Um, Giannis, um, oh, falling his back, back contusion yeah. real bad. No word yet on the scan there. Yeah. Um, that's going to be TBD. Tyler Hero uh, broke his arm or his hand uh, in that game, and he's out for six weeks. So basically he's done for the playoffs. Um, and this is brought up uh, not in the Hero case. I don't think that was a block charge, but in the Morant and in the Giannis situation, um, this idea of blocking and charging. And it's it's been a debate that I feel like it's been talked about for quite some time. And so there's a, there's a like most things are in society today, two camps. Ban the block charge, and other people are like, no, it's fine, Like you gotta be better as the offensive player or whatever. Here's what I will say. There is something crazy to me about if I'm the offensive player and I get, my, get by my primary defender and I'm now in the air, either going for a floater or whatever it is I'm trying to do, and somebody comes and slides into my way underneath, like I'm very vulnerable up in the air, right? I, this is just where I am. So now, if I hit that person wrongly, which I'm probably going to do, and I don't land right, I'm going to hurt myself. So there is that element of it. But, you know, it's been a part of basketball for since the beginning, so I don't know if it will ever change. But I thought it was something worthwhile. Where are you on block charge?
1: Okay, I'll circle back to what I think of the rule. But let's first talk about why there's so many charges. This isn't necessarily about John Morant. It's not at all about John Morant. The reason why we see so many charges in the postseason is two, two reasons. One, defenses, defenders are more willing to do it mm-hmm. because the games matter more. Mm-hmm. Two, offensive players don't trust their shot. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's something that the average fan doesn't think about, the average player doesn't think about, the average coach doesn't think about. Uh, man, I think about this shit all the time because that's my <laughs> job. It's, it's about confidence. It's stupid to run a guy over. It's just stupid. In fact, I, I'm not such a smart guy. I'm just old. I typically tell players, "Hey, you know how you keep running that guy over? Yeah, you should stop that. That's a bad idea." Yeah, I mean, I'm kidding. Like I went, one time a player a player texted me. He kept charging guy. This was a player for the first time. He was starting at small forward. He's always a power forward. So we were trying to help him convert to small forward. He had some really good NBA players on his team, uh, very talented scorers, and he was a great three point shooter. And when he would drive, he would keep running guys over, and he he was frustrated with me a little bit. And I, because it was the first time working with him, and he he texted me once, uh, long before WhatsApp, big just regular text message. Coach, something's got to change. And I thought, like, like is he telling me I'm doing something wrong as a teacher? So I, I I have a little bit of swagger in me too. I wrote back. I mean, I can say his name now. He's trying. His name was Linus Klaza, I who I love Linus. I wrote back, Linus. Yeah, something's got to change. Quit fucking running people over. And that was it. Like it fucking woke him up. Like, God, yeah, just stop. When the guys in front of you stop or slither around, that would be fine too, which we see a lot. So, when you don't have the real faith that you can just stop and pop and knock it in, and in the playoffs with all this energy and intensity, you see it. It's mostly veterans not running people over. It's younger guys typically. They just, that, that zeal to get to the rim puts them really in a, in a tough position. So, You've got the teaching point is stop fucking running guys over. Mm-hmm. Stop and shoot or pass. Mm-hmm. Let's just one second on the clock, two, three seconds, pass the ball. As to the rule, the, the, the way it's supposed to be officiated, and I tend to think they get this normally right, is while the offensive player is still on the ground, even if it's just the last bit of his front sneaker, you can slide in. Mm-hmm. After that, it's a block, which, which results maybe in a three-point play really bad. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to give a three-point plays in basketball. And so I, I, I don't want them legislating it out. I want offensive players to stop running people over. I just, I want that. And uh, the smart players do a pretty good job. They get offensive fouls for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Shoving guys off, whatever. Chris, Chris Paul got a terrible one last night mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Uh, Terrence Mann. Just yep. stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a stupid player. He did not no. play well last night. No. Uh, but he just kind of body, body armed him. Just like, mm-hmm. boom, off the dribble. So obvious. Like, Chris. Was that like a get you back kind of thing? <laughs> you, you don't need it. That was not his best play, but yeah. I, don't, I, the, the rules are the rules. I play with them,
0: it's it's the stakes of the playoffs, right? I think that's what you're seeing. Um, and particularly when you're older, like Chris, and you're like, mm, Ain't no more, how many more merry go rounds I'm gonna have on this thing, right? So, I feel like you're gonna get those. Like you said, there's it's the tension, right? There's so much tension, and look, it's only one game, but you lose two of these now, you're down 02, and that's a problem, right? Because especially you, if you're at home right right phoenix, because phoenix has a must win now exactly you don't want
1: to you don't want to chase the clippers exactly you don't want to chase kawhi leonard i don't know when we're gonna to get to la but but that's a fair thing to say yep. that's one dude you do not want to chase down Two. yep, yep. Not, not that he hasn't loss when he was the clippers they were up three mm-hmm. one yeah you want to try it again good luck
0: <laughs> but this is this is high stakes playoff basketball all right let's get into the games last night uh we'll start uh with Lakers-Grizzlies, we mentioned the Morant injury. Um, again, we don't know where what his status is for Game 2. It doesn't look good. Um, some highlights. Uh, Anthony Davis was incredible in Unbelievable. that game. Uh, the, the, the wrecking force that everyone knows he can be. Um, they worry about him is consistency and injury, and that almost reared its ugly head in the first half when he was seen mouthing, I can't move my arm. Everybody was like, oh, man, this dude's not even going to come back in the game. Who knows? He did. Uh, the lakers 45-34 uh, advantage on the boards. Uh, I want to say they got more shot attempts up as well. Like they really defensively clamped down on Memphis. Those to two-minute stretch in the fourth quarter. And this is something that's bothered me about Memphis all year. As you know, coach like I was like, mm, their half-court offense sometimes just gets real stagnant and they can't generate offense. That sure enough happened. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. was amazing. Um largely he was probably the best player. No, he was the best player for Memphis. Everybody else is kind of meh to not so great. Uh, Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura were really, really good for for the Lakers. And I will say this. Rui Hachimura, 29 points. His line from last night, 78, 83, 100 shooting splits. He ain't doing that again. Okay? Like, that's not – because that's not who he is. He is a career 34% three-point shooter and a 29% three-point shooter this year. Unlikely he shoots 83%. Desmond Bain actually said after the game – the plan was to come off of Rui. Like, that's not the guy we're, we're worried about. Let's see if he does it again on Wednesday. Tip his cap to him. on th- He did great. But let's see if he can repeat that. And then Austin Reeves, which you've long said is a great player. Um, really good offensive player. Really good offensive player. Is he going to average 23 points a game this series on 61, 6,100? 60, Probably not. Um, but there are some things Memphis needs to do better. What did you see from... A, standpoint of memphis did they execute properly or they need to play better or was this no they got some real things i got to go back to the drawing board on
1: so we're writing any probably by this afternoon we'll publish kind of like a quick capsule of all eight games and i found a little gif that i like the the other seven gifs from each of the first eight games um are pretty self-explanatory the gif i picked for the memphis one is john Morant making a stupendous layup unbelievable play where he chased down a loose ball in front of, I think, his be- uh, the Lakers bench and somehow got to it before he went out of bounds like a Dwayne Wade kind of flash play and then raced down the court and had a beautiful layup over the front rim. And then he kind of played with the fans a little bit with mm-hmm. his arms. And I, watching the game live, I thought, oh, Ja, like the game's going on, buddy. Yeah, no. There's nothing else you should be thinking about but the bad guys, mm-hmm. the Lakers. That's it. You, the, the fans will be cheering anyway. They don't need to be energized anymore. If you get fouled and the clock is stopped, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Do a dance, do a cartwheel, right. clap. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, and this is something you've referenced because you're a Grizzlies fan, they, they get distracted easily. They do. And, I, and they're full of themselves, mm-hmm. which young people tend to be. Sure enough. As, as I know I once was. <laughs> as once coached, I. <laughs> many young people, including my dumbass kids, who are still easy. They quickly remind me what it was like to be almost 22. As <laughs> smart as they are, they got some work to do. Um, they're not fully baked yet, in my opinion. So um, I thought that one play symbolized a concern I have for Memphis, which is you, you, you guys are the two seed. Well-earned. Mm-hmm. uh but you're missing two very important players for you very including a monster rebounder best maybe one of the best of all time offensive rebounder and a great leader screener mm-hmm. passer as a big and you're playing anthony davis and you haven't mentioned we haven't LeBron. said lebron James yeah, I, I, I just, yeah i didn't mention lebron yeah like forget Rachamura and austin reeves who are very good and, and beasley can go crazy one game mm-hmm. from three sure. um you got ad and lebron and I don't think they un- understand the gravity of the situation they're in. I, uh, if it wasn't for Darvin Ham, i picked the Lakers to win the series. Yeah, I, I, in mm-hmm. fact, I would have picked them to beat Denver, I think. Mm. I, I love Taylor Jenkins. Um, I, I, but I maybe it may have been wrong picking L.A. It's a long series. I thought L.A. was – I thought Memphis was more vulnerable early mm-hmm. before, obviously, Ja got hurt. No. I think L.A. is going to be more vulnerable later in the series if it gets later. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantee that Memphis wins game two. Yeah, without Josh, especially. Mm-hmm. But um, LeBron knows how to play with the lead. Sure does. Now he's not the old LeBron. He's old LeBron. He's not the old LeBron. <laughs> the old LeBron. Yeah, he's old LeBron. <laughs> um, so crazy, brilliant, super locked in. They're not strutting and puffing. Mm-hmm. They went to sipping as a dead ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're fucking trying to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. And if I if you're Memphis, you know if you if you tag me in the jaw, but you remember. People always forget this. Maybe you will. What happens in the first few seconds of round one, Rocky versus Apollo Creed?
0: I don't know what happens. I do. I'm a
1: coach. Rocky knocked him down. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wake the fuck up, Apollo. We're (laughs) on now. (laughs) Right. And then it was a great fight. Obviously, it's all scripted. But But that's, we talk about this all the time in sports with our players. Like, we don't want to get punched in the face. Ideally, sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to be. And I feel like, and I said this to Henry earlier, on a private call, maybe, maybe you're on, I don't remember. Um, maybe, you, maybe you guys were on. Uh, like, this is a wake-up for Ja. I hope he's fine, obviously. Mm-hmm. If it's not game two, maybe game three. But at some point, humility has to kick in. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, we're, we, we are faced with an a, um, existential crisis here. If mm-hmm. we lose in round one to this team as a seven seed mm-hmm. who – got so lucky to beat minnesota mm-hmm. who's very average there's gonna be some heads roll like something's He's gonna rolling. change no in doubt. memphis i don't think they're just gonna run it back again no doubt you have you it's not linear as we've talked about this is proof of that if you fall up the cliff this is pay the fuck attention to every little thing it's as if the fans don't exist unless the whistle blows we have to find a way to beat these guys all game long and they're trying to kill us That's yeah. competition.
0: No, I, I'm with you 100% there. Um, ja does get caught up in that a bit, right? Um, it's and, and I get it. It's exciting when yeah, you make we a all play get it. that like, nobody can do. It's But run your ass back down the floor on defense because they're coming, right? Because they're not saying, oh, Ja, what a great play. The, the Lakers ain't doing that. They're like, oh, you're over there celebrating? Cool. Get that ball in. Let's get down the other end. Five on four because he's not paying attention, right? Like this is possessions matter so much. And it's, again, you're down on one now. So now... Wednesday is a must-win game now, right? Now, now you're in a, already, already in game two. You're already in must-win territory. That's, you don't want yeah, that.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll tell you something else, and I, I don't mean to be controversial here because I'm certainly not telling someone else how to parent their own child. But I will tell you, just from my experience, my son was never John Morant, never will be John Morant. But in Little League Baseball, when he was 11 years old, he was fucking John Morant. He was by far <laughs> our best player. Our league, our area is loaded with baseball talent fucking everywhere you look. Um, because of where we live and the weather year-round and all of that. And um, when he was in his All-Stars at 11, the best player on our team, I thought the best player in the tournament. Some of those guys, by the way, are playing professional baseball now or playing like for the Florida Gators, top Mm -hmm. five in the country. You know what I did every time he was that bad? I went to the fucking outfield. (laughs) I I wanted him to not think about me for one second. I didn't say shit. When he was playing against great players and he was younger, smaller, I was He literally said to me, Dad, I want you behind the plate. Coach me up pitch to pitch if you need to. I was behind the fence. But when he was the man, I fucking went to center field. I don't want anyone to look at me. This was just him versus the pitcher. That's it. I thought about that watching. I don't ever watch uh, his dad. Mm -hmm. I never even think about his dad. I couldn't help but notice him all game yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, there's no script that has the Grizzlies winning this game. Like, you can celebrate the way you want to. But this is a fucking battle. Yeah, man. And I, I, maybe Jaw is inspired when he sees his dad. That's why I'm not being critical of him. But I'm just saying, to your point, what you just said about uh, the pressure and everything, like there's a reason why most of you don't see parents in the front row. There's a reason for that, right? There's a couple of moms. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, their players tend to be older too, their sons, mm-hmm. where they're more used to it. Jaw's carrying a lot of weight. A lot. Given what's happened mm-hmm. to him this year, especially in mm-hmm. the guns mm-hmm. and all of that. Uh, we both love him. I think he's amazing for the league. I was telling someone the other day, Like he's the most exciting player in our league right now, in he's my opinion. So awesome. I think he's the most exciting player. But you got to win games, buddy. Yeah. And nothing else matters but that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about a couple of things before we move on from this series. Uh, old LeBron James, still, still had a couple moves in him. Had a chase down block, had a, had a hammer dunk in, uh, in transition. Um, Lakers still, if I'm not mistaken, getting outscored in the in the in the minutes he's on the floor. Um, so that's something that bears watching. Anthony Davis is so is so the key to this because when he's out there, that just changes the dynamic, right? He is such an eraser and covers everything I mean,
1: Jaron Jackson was incredible yesterday. He was the second best big man on the court.
0: He was. And he, he was
1: amazing. He was really over, good yesterday. Over 30.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. He was but really he,
1: efficient. He was really good. Second best player on the court. Yeah, that's how good Anthony Davis was there. Yeah. 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 This is, this is why... You know, I've been saying all year about the Lakers. You have they've just added talent. They had a very talented team. They have more talent now. And uh I I I think that they're significantly you we we did a show last week about how I think they can win the series. Mm-hmm. You did. Um, yeah. I picked the Grizzlies, but I really thought the Lakers could win. Mm-hmm. Nothing in my mind has changed. Like, they're I a mean, very talented team. Game one just crystallized that for you, right? Very well, talented I told team. you. Yeah. And yeah. the
0: thing is, if you're Memphis, if Morant doesn't play, you have experience playing without him. Yep. You know what that is. Um, so yeah, with a
1: with a twenty-one four last year, mm-hmm. with something mm-hmm. like that, some crazy yeah. number,
0: and they won in Golden State without him last year. Uh, played played right. really well, right? right. So they you're can right. do it, right? They they have shown, and that was the they were went on to be the champs. So they can do it. But to your point, it's fun. You guys are young, and you're fun. Hey guys, adult time now. Serious. No laughing and joking. Ha <laughs> Look at us. We're so fun. Every possession, you guys got to be locked in. This is serious business.
1: I'm telling you right now, Gerard, I, I can't say any names yet, but I know from talking to some people in the league this, over the last 48 hours, there's going to be some big fucking trades this summer. Oh, no There's doubt. some teams that have no failed doubt. to live up to expectations, and there's going to be all-stars moved. It's going to happen. I don't mm-hmm. know how many, mm-hmm. and Memphis might be one
0: of those teams Well, if they don't wake the fuck up. And I'm just going to say this before we move on. I think the future of this team might be trip at the five. So making Jaron be your your permanent five, which means if they do that, they have to get a big time, a big time wing three, four guy who can grab boards and who can score. I'm just going to leave it there. That that's something that if this doesn't go work out so well, watch what happens in that three, four spot. I don't think Dylan Brooks is going to be long for this team Uh, come the come the offseason. Anyway. That's for another day. <laughs> uh, are you,
1: wait, are you suggesting Jalen Brown would look good in the Memphis? Ah,
0: uh, listen, I'm not saying anything. I'm just—he's <laughs> gonna get All NBA, so it won't matter. But,
1: but <laughs> right. That's a whole other thing. The 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 movement by the media in Boston, some people in particular, probably to try to get him All NBA because I don't think he deserves it—not even close. I love Jalen Brown. Yeah,
0: he, he, yeah, he was—he's not not
1: a top fifteen right. player in my opinion this year. But that's how Boston pays him and keeps him. Which okay. uh, I'm glad for Jalen. Get
0: good your money, for, buddy. Good for Jalen. Yeah um heat and bucks well who saw this one coming well first let's be fair Giannis did get hurt in the court qu- in the first quarter right yeah that matters yeah the heat also shot the piss out of the ball 60 something percent from three I want to say 60 percent from everything oh for everything they, they were they three were and out, two they were out three and overall yeah I don't think, I mean, that's not who they've been all year. Not, I don't think. I know that 20, ain't who they're going to be. It's in my article.
1: 27th <laughs> in the league, this year, 3.3, 34.4%. There we go.
0: So yeah. they're probably going to revert back to the mean at some point during this series. Now, what matters, what is the Giannis situation? Because if he's out any extended amount of time, Jimmy Butler, even if Giannis was on the floor, Jimmy Butler would think he's the best player in this series. So now without Giannis, oh, well, I bet Jimmy's going to do his thing. Bam kind of woke up once Hero went out, like. We Miami plays hard. We know that. You talk about coaches and X's and O's and schemes. You know Spo's going to have them doing some things. They're not. They're not afraid of the Bucks. They're not. Oh my God, these are the Bucks and they won a championship. The Heat are like whatever, man. To your point about Memphis not being serious and th- the Heat, I know they are a serious basketball team. They take everything seriously. So, you know, not, not going to lose your mind. Bucks fans, don't freak out. The series is over. Just no, Tala, Hero, Tala Hero's out. And Tala Hero's now out. It's a major <laughs> yeah, offensive yeah. cog for, for Miami. So Milwaukee's so not- going to win this series almost for sure.
1: But Unless I, something
0: happens with Giannis that we don't know. I don't know what right, that is. If he ends
1: not playing at all, I still think they could win four and six. Mm-hmm. But it's not as easy, obviously. Um, Miami just shot great. They got yeah. Milwaukee super scared about scattering the shooters. Mm-hmm. And they just shot fake and attacked the rim and had easy play. Miami played great. Jimmy's a bad man in the playoffs. We, you know, we know this is coming. He was. If I, I was thinking about top five, well, top three performance in game one. I don't know if Jimmy makes it, but he makes top five. He might make yeah, it. Jim, I'm, not, the, I'm not arguing with you. He, he might make it thirty something. Close. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good. Um, uh, he's he's top five for sure. Uh, yeah, this eleven
0: is, assists. <laughs>
1: so yeah, thirty something. Eleven is that what 35, it was? 11.
0: Yeah. So Pretty good. crazy.
1: Yeah, he probably is top three. <laughs> yeah, it's um, this is Miami. This is who Miami is.
0: See that you know is that about? because You know, everybody talks about hashtag heat culture, right? How that's like a thing, and it becomes a joke on on Twitter and whatever. Fuck but God. it's a it's but culture. It's a but it's a real thing, right? Like when you come there, there's an expectation and a way in which no, no. Here's how we approach things, and this they is, do work, right? right? Like my, you, my might, players, you might you beat them, you might yeah. beat them, but they're, yeah.
1: you're not going to outwork them. My players who go to mini camp with their at, at their place, which is like. You're just hoping to get a 15 spot or something. Those are hard. Everything is hard. They, they really have a, a style about them. And, and they recruit and attract like-minded players. Like you have to be a fucking beast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can't be dilly-dallying around, man. They're all about the business. Yeah, yeah. Memphis, pay attention to what they do in Miami. You might learn something. All right, we'll uh, be back after this short commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from TrueWeb here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists from my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/truethoop. All right, David, the 4-5 matchup in, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, the 4-5 matchup um, in the West. Western Conference. The Suns and Clippers, headline from that game for me, Russell Westbrook atrocious offensively. But man, his effort and defense made up for all of that. One of the things I learned from you, you know, I learned lots of things watching basketball from you, is that if you're going to block somebody's shot, block the shot of the guy who doesn't see you coming. Well, Westbrook had blocks from behind, which means if I'm behind you, you can't see me because you're looking at the rim, right? He he had one on Durant in the first quarter where he stayed, hugged him. Coming around the screen, and again, we talked about this on Thursday, the willingness to fight over and come around and stay attached to your man. Like, he wanted to. You have to want to do that. He wanted to. He did it. He had two or three, same way, stay attached to my man, chase from behind on a block, but poking the ball out of bounds or poked it to get a steal. Yep, Guys, possessions matter. Like, if they get five more than you do and they convert on two of them, they're probably going to beat you, right? Like, this is, this is how games work. Um, so, he was outstanding. Kawhi Leonard, of course, was ruthlessly efficient. Uh, 38, 5 and 5 or 35, 5 and 5 on super high efficiency. Had dagger threes down the stretch. Yeah. Um, Durant was pretty good. 29, 11 and 9. Almost a, one rebound away from a triple double. Like, what, they were was, doubling. Is that right here, Leonard yeah. mm-hmm. They were doubling. He went, Oh, I see. Yeah. DeAndre. Yeah. I got a question about Ayton. Is there a way that he can become a more aggressive player when he catches the ball. Yeah, feels like, like Jaron Jackson has. He's just sometimes a little too, I don't want to use the word soft, but the force with when he catches it, that is a little, it's not there. You know what I'm saying? You catch it in there, go, you're a big fucking dude. Go up there with that big hugeness and make them feel you. It's a lot of like turn, soft hook. I'm like, and that's necessary sometimes. But I'm like, sometimes you got to just use that big body of yours and knock somebody down.
1: I don't I don't want you saying big body. I like you saying big <laughs> hugeness. <laughs> you say go in there with your big hugeness. I like that. He's a big dude. He went number one overall for a reason. A big dude. Yeah, yeah. This is this is uh battle of the titans between Kawhi and KD. And Kawhi was better than KD last mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thought if you're a Phoenix. Mm-hmm. The, what, the, what I took from the game was uh Chris Paul couldn't make his little fifteen foot shot. Yes,
0: that wasn't working to last night. Two evade from
1: the field, he just yeah. Mm -hmm. He was kind of eh, Kyle Lowry for the Heat, eh. Mm -hmm. Like we're seeing a changing of the guard quite literally. Sure. And so the way it works with old guys, I've told you many times, is you don't just flip the switch and they're gone forever. It flickers. Mm -hmm. You'll have a good game and then three bad games, and a good game and then three or four bad games, typically. Mm -hmm. So let's just see how fast we get a flicker from Chris. They better it better have not that LA couldn't lose the series lead. They could, but um, you don't want this team to get confident. And I said on a show. Uh, Phoenix, for whatever reason, was Terrence Mann's best opponent in the mm-hmm. West. Mm-hmm. He was very good last night. He feels comfortable playing against them. Well, he's athletic, and, right? And he's athletic, his body. long, plays really mm-hmm. hard, very mm-hmm. smart.
0: And um, he got into Chris Paul's skin a little bit too. Sure did um and look i want to be fair to chris he did have 11 rebounds and 10 assists last night so yeah, he played his ass off right they i need, mean they needed him to score they needed, they needed those those 15 footers when he comes around that that screen he needed and to knock just those down
1: around the rim and, bounce mm-hmm. around and kept bouncing out and maybe. sometimes
0: that's shot variance right yeah, well, maybe next game them. it'll go in he need, they need it they needed to and you know if you're if you're phoenix too okay you know durant can obviously do even better than he did uh last night you had a good tory craig game you
1: really good play. 22
0: right That may concern you, right? Because now you're like, shit, is he going to do that again?
1: Maybe not. No, I'm just saying if you're Phoenix, um, you don't want to chase Kawhi Leonard. No, no. He's a killer. No. You're going to lose a game that you know you're going to win because he just doesn't let his team lose. The question is, are you up 3-1 or 3-2? Because if you're down 2-1, 3-2, you're
0: in trouble. Yeah. yeah, no, 100%. So just like Memphis, Phoenix is now in a must-win game for Game 2, right? Don't want to go down to L.A., down 0-2. You really, you're creating problems for yourself. Oh, I thought Booker was mostly okay. Um, Not spectacular. I thought defensively he had a lot of effort plays. He was really uh, putting his nose uh in there on defense um I think Westbrook you know he made up for it because some of those offensive decisions he made I was like yikes
1: same old Westbrook that way and I
0: think that may happen he may he may shoot them out of a game or make a bad play down the stretch that costs them ultimately so we'll, we'll kind of see how how that all plays out I was also actually even late before the Kawhi threes Durant especially in the last two plays clearly the Clippers wanted to get the ball to Kawhi Durant's like fuck that like denial like which I thought was like you ain't getting it let Eric Gordon or somebody else score this point because it ain't gonna be you and that's sometimes what it's got to be, right? Like, sure. I'm not letting him beat us. Like, let's play the percentage odds, right? This guy,
1: maybe maybe he'll miss. I do like denial as well, opposed to double teaming. Yeah. Denier yeah. guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, we had some notes come out of that game uh, before Chris Haynes reported that it's unlikely Paul George plays in this series. Um, so they need him in game one. I think the longer the series goes, they will obviously need him and, and miss his presence out there. So that's something something to watch. And I don't know if you saw this. i put this in the doc, David. um, Rachel Nichols, who's with Showtime now, was with Phoenix at the end of the regular season. And she spent some time with DeAndre Ayton. And this is something we talk about. You love it from the player standpoint. And we always say that KD is not really the talk-to-guy leader guy, right? Like, let's rally the whole team. Let me do this thing. But apparently, he's been mentoring and taking DeAndre Ayton under his wing. And every time Rachel would bring up KD, Ayton's face just lights up. Oh, man. That guy so good. Like, we're working out, rehabbing together, and he's just showing me all these things. And I'm like, ooh, are we having a late career renaissance with, uh, with Kevin Durant as not like everybody on the team, but give me one, like, it's like, you know, you give people steps to work on. Okay, forget about everybody. We got Chris Imani for that. Aiton, you take care of him. Can you do that? Interesting. I'll be it watching worked. to see how that works. It worked
1: for uh, Mr. Miyagi. he only had Danielson right just one just just he only had Danielson yeah yeah. I love listen I've I've often said my teaching techniques are more like Miyagi than anything else um it, it doesn't always make sense what I'm teaching until you play in a game but that's what I think but yeah Aiden's Durant's knowledge of the game it's like Tom Brady he and LeBron are like Tom Brady they've seen everything a million times over for so many years
0: yeah, they could. And they it, could
1: write textbooks on stuff.
0: And it's it's so interesting, David, because you know you talk to players. It means so much to players like Aiton when Titans of the game, yeah, speak to them. Right? It comes across different than when you tell true, them true. than when their coach tells it. Right? Like it's just it's a great it's a peer saying, "Oh, buddy, let's let's work and do these things together." It's like a uh, you're my friend. You're my come on, hang out with me and do some stuff. It's really incredible.
1: I told you, I had a player once tell me he t- called me. And said, Hey, uh, LeBron James hugged me today. He was a oh, teammate yeah. of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm like yeah? like, yeah. He's like, Yeah. He wasn't all that impressed, yeah. but he was still, LeBron <laughs> hugged me. He <laughs> yeah. was glad that he finally won him over. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Um, it, it does mean something to these from these
1: icons. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, for sure. Oh, uh, the last game of the night the unserious Timberwolves versus the Denver Nuggets. God, they just look bad, David. Like, do they look, look like they didn't even want to be there? <laughs> like, You made the playoffs, man. Like, I know you're probably not going to win, but show some something. Murray, I thought, had a little jittery to start the game, but had had some nice moments. Jokic was doing Jokic things. I thought Porter shot the ball pretty well. Like, if the Timberwolves are going to play like how they played last night, this series is going to be over in four games. And Denver's going to be putting their feet up, waiting for whoever comes out of that Clippers Sun series.
1: I'm not going to waste any of our time talking about <laughs> that game.
0: There we go. I said it all. Moving on. <laughs> you, you, I could
1: not say anything. I could not add anything to what you added. <laughs> Minnesota shows up, plays better. We'll talk about it. <laughs>
0: I love it. <laughs> all right. We got a couple of game twos tonight. Uh, let's start with Brooklyn and Philadelphia. We, did, we didn't
1: talk about Cleveland and New York.
0: Oh, my God. We, well, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to Because that, okay, okay. that wasn't last night. That was that was on Saturday. That was Saturday night. Yeah. Um, Saturday Brooklyn and Philly play game two tonight. On Thursday, you said on our show, as the underdog, and you said at the top of this show, you're probably going to try some innovative things if you want to beat Philly. Jock has said it. You said it. Shoot 50, 60 threes a game. That's how how an underdog upsets a favorite. You've got to rain on threes. David, there was a point in the game, and I was at that game, where Philly had made more threes than Brooklyn attempted. I was like, well, clearly they didn't listen to David's (laughs) strategy at all. Or their own coach. He wanted to shoot more threes, too. And they did not race. I thought with the effectiveness you wanted that you mentioned they should. I was like, guys, I in the first quarter Embiid was barely getting across half court. I was like, guys, race like, wasn't happening. Maybe they can't. I don't know. But this strategy not a winner for you.
1: No, the biggest thing to me was what they did defensively, where mm-hmm. they made it so obvious that that's a concern. And so maybe we'll see it's something a more targeted or nuanced strategy for for double teaming him, um, and then they just. If I mean, to me, if you have a guy who's open for three and doesn't shoot it, you got to take him out yeah. in the playoffs. That's the only fly. way to learn a lesson is we, gotta, we have to get some variability to this and hope we get hot. And then maybe things will change. They'll come out at us more. We'll attack more. But mm-hmm. we're not going to be them trading twos. And no. as it turns out, because we're double teaming, they're getting threes and we're not.
0: Like, you're really yeah. going to get screwed. Those are blowout games. And it was interesting because Jock said after the game, you know, I think at halftime, beat only had nine shot attempts who's like oh plan's working and it's like but you're down <laughs> like so not working at all right, they were but, down big right but you're down so is it working like yeah, i, the I, I go- get it the
1: goal, the goal is not to keep him and harden from scoring
0: the goal right. is to keep the sixers from scoring <laughs>
1: and to score them one more point, <laughs> one more
0: point Just, the, the opposite of what of what uh pop said that Kawhi realized my design of play it isn't for you to score it's for us to score yeah. right <laughs> the goal right. is to stop philly from scoring yeah we didn't do a good job of that right um and jock after the game which i thought was a little concerning he said, "You know, they, they did what they had to do. We got a race. We didn't do a race. Nothing like that. I hope maybe in the next game. I'm like, Jack, if we're starting this early, we got problems. They call three seconds and traveling on Embiid, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, if we're starting that already after game one, this is not a good luck. We're not, we're not hoping, we're not hoping for the best here going forward. So, well,
1: with it, with that bit of advice, I'm ready to move on to the next series.
0: <laughs> That's really what he did. Wow. <laughs> he said, he's like, hopefully they call three seconds and traveling. I'm like, oh, whatever." I was like, that's not it. They do
1: that. They call three times, you're so blown out.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. That's not the answer. <laughs> Certainly not the answer. Uh, maybe the most exciting game, David, uh, game two tonight from from uh, this weekend, Warriors-Kings. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was incredible Amazing. in that game. Shot the ball well. And it was a great game. All that being said, Steph Curry with a, with a three to tie the game. <laughs> he just missed. Uh, man, if we get five more games like this, four more games like this, this is gonna be a fun ass series. Uh, what were your takeaways from Sacramento and Golden State?
1: Yeah, the uh I was really impressed with the shot making of both teams. I'm not impressed with the defense. Although Golden State's strategy was good. Uh Sacramento just played well. Played well. Fox went four of eight from three. Uh, Monk they, was they, excellent.
0: They, who was? Monk was excellent. He was
1: so good. That that isn't always gonna be the case. Ian mm-hmm. he Herber mm-hmm. both can be bad. Um I had the Warriors in six, I think. I think it can be an amazing series, six or seven games. Um, heavy offense. Yeah. If, if, uh, if, it, if the Warriors can figure out a way to keep Foxman getting off, they'll probably be pretty good. But
0: easier said than done. He's an amazing player. And Kimon Looney has got to get so much credit for the way. I mean, we, you know, we're big Looney fans here. Man, he was a real problem for Sabonis to try to score through because he just really can't, right? Like, Looney's he's just so big. like he, You can't get through that guy. Looney is one of the
1: most underrated defensive players in the league. Because he can guard your wings and you can guard your bigs really effectively. Maybe Draymond's helped him a lot there, for sure. But he's but not on the perimeter as so much as the post. He's just a really, really good player. Much, much needed player for every team. Yeah, Wiggins I thought looked pretty good. And yeah, Wiggins was pretty spry. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Whoo. and that yeah. athleticism. Spry wasn't my concern. His touch around the rim was, mm-hmm. and I think he did okay. He did okay. We'll, Didn't we'll shoot see. it great. One of yeah, eight it, from three. Yeah, that's what you expect. Yeah, right. That's pretty key. They they get through this series. The next opponent's even that be more better. worried because mm-hmm. Wiggins can be getting better, not worse.
0: Mm-hmm. So the longer it goes, right, the better Wiggins is gonna get. So yeah, yeah. Probably. No, this, yeah. This this makes sense. All right. Let's uh let's talk Knicks Cavaliers. Uh they don't play game two until Tuesday night. Right. Uh but that game one, David, the Cavs could not secure a rebound. Like, how do you employ a team with big guys like Jared Allen and Evan Mobley? And you're letting the Knicks out-rebound you. Now, look, the Knicks aren't small or bad. They're a very tenacious board team. But come on. like They had a, a series where they got just a number of offensive rebounds in a row. And I'm like, guys, in a tight game where every possession matters, this, this is how we lose right here. Because we cannot secure the possession by grabbing the rebound.
1: We talked about it in the preview last week. that the Knicks, uh, the Knicks have a real advantage on the offensive boards. As good as Cleveland is defensively, top two all year, they're not a good rebounding team. They finished the season dead last. I think maybe since the All-Star break. Yeah. Certainly in the last 15 games. But I think it was the All-Star break. That was a concern. They don't give up a ton of second chance points because their defense is so good. They stop you the second time too. Mm-hmm. But the Knicks have a top five offense. Mm-hmm. So giving them more chances, it's not like giving Detroit more chances. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's an area Cleveland's got to fix, I promise you. It's on red letters on the wall. Guys are getting breakdown film on it. Um, you've got to rebound. You've got to fight your guy. Don't let him get it if you can't get it. Uh, but you got to swarm f all five guys. I guarantee you it's a, it's going to, they'll be better in game two. I'd be shocked if they're not.
0: As we talked about at the top of the show with Memphis, you mentioned it with the Clippers and Russ staying connected to this guy and fighting around so much of this, they know, right? This stuff is all on the whiteboard and their are binders of what they have to do. Well, you got to do it now. Like, right. Like, and I feel like for some guys, like at this time of year, it's like, all right, you turn it up, you do whatever, but. It's also tough, right? Because it's the end of the season, right? And you got your body is worn down, and now you're telling me I got to be more physical and tag a body and grab a rebound, like, well, yeah, you do. If you don't, you're gonna go home, right? Yeah.
1: Like Julius Randle and Mitchell
0: Robinson hope that you don't. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> ready to bang. They, they, oh man, those guys. They will put a body on literally anyone and anything in their path. And man. Hartenstein's
1: good too. He's oh, I'm a
0: big fan. I've been a big a, fan since the J League. Such a good rebounder. Yeah. Um, I thought that was also illustrative in well, a game that was a blowout, um, Celtics-Hawks. But the, the, Haw- the Hawks have gotten to this point because we talked about, man, they killed Miami on the boards. Clint Capella by himself at 21 20, rebounds or yeah, 22 rebounds. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and well, and the Bucs, the the, Bucks, the Celtics clearly saw that and were like, well, we can't let that happen, right? <laughs> like we got to stop them. We're not going to stop them all the time. We got to limit the offensive uh, rebounds that they get. Malcolm Brogdon was getting in there doing some offensive rebounding. Every team's use a phrase called gang rebounding, right? Where everybody kind of like, we got to, everyone's got to go and do their job. Either get a body, get on a body, box out, get up there and get that rebound. The, the Hawks still drive some offensive rebounds, but not as many as they did in that game against Miami Heat in game one.
1: I think they had 22 against Miami at 14 last night. That's not going to be enough against Boston. Uh, who's a much better team. Um, Boston, the one issue for Boston, they had too many turnovers. They had a lot, a lot of turnovers, mm-hmm. and that that's a concern. They've got to fix that against yep. their, for the next round um, against Philly. You you want to you want to make sure you're keeping them off the glass and not having many turnovers You have more possessions. But it's I don't think it'll be a very competitive series. I feel like we've seen we're seeing the the dying remnants of a of a civilization that was disappointing to begin with in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just you can just sense that it's not going well and. It's a bad matchup for Trey with Derek White and Marcus oh. Smart hounding him all game.
0: I mean, he, Marcus he was, had
1: three steals. Derek White had two blocks.
0: Yeah, he he was five of really Yeah, and not only do they defend, they're also Marcus Smart is stronger. Yeah, very physical, and Derek White is so long. Trey Young is excellent, but when you're six foot in shoes and you put strength and length on you, it's just hard, man. It's hard. Like you just yeah. hard to score over that. Like yeah. so. That that's gonna be a tough series. Uh, something to watch too. Jalen Brown mentioned with the hand uh injuries, like, yeah, uh, oh, you know, I'm kinda it's a little tough feeling the ball. I'm like, in this series it won't matter because Atlanta's Atlanta. But against the 76ers next series, Absolutely. yeah. If you guys if that's not if that's a thing and he yeah. can't figure that out, watch out. That's 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 something to definitely be concerned about. Um, so you know, he, he has six turnovers. Like he was, you know, Philly's the kind of team where they'll they'll turn that turn that into offense. All right, what are what are you looking for? Specifically in tonight's games. We have only have two. Um, Nets Sixers game two and Kings Warriors game two.
1: I'm looking forward first to taking a long walk with my wife after dinner. I watched <laughs> almost every game all the way through our weekend. And she was busy doing our kids' taxes and our mom's taxes. But I'm going to be a husband. Um, I want to see the Nets do something different with Embiid. I want to see him shoot more threes. And uh, I'm curious how the Warriors decide. Are they going to stay with strategy of mixing things up for his Fox? Sometimes let him drive. Sometimes uh, uh, give him the three. See how he does. Uh, what what can they do to get their offense going even better? Um, uh, can Sabonis score better than he did? Because that's an important thing for Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And it's tough against Looney and Draymond. Very tough. Um, but I think that one's going to be the the really entertaining game again. I just think it's uh Two incredible offenses, and they can't, tr- they can't really guard each other.
0: You know, you talked about what you wanted for the next strategy. You wanted them to play with pace and race. Yeah. Uh, Mike Brown, I don't know if you caught this in the game Saturday when he was talking to whomever the sideline. Malika Andrews was sideline reporter, and he had said to her, "No, I, I, I want them to keep racing off a yeah. miss, off a make, race." And I saw a couple times David even off of a make, quickly got the ball, and they're flying down. They're trying and, to wear the Warriors And down. Golden State was flat-footed. Like it led to like layup. I was like, ooh, like, but that isn't. So for the Nets, I'm going to turn this back to the Nets. If you weren't racing all year, kind of hard to all of a sudden start racing now, right? Like when you, maybe you're not conditioned well enough to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like That's why I think
1: teams should race to begin with. First of all, when you're down 10 with four to play, you probably want to race. We're down 20 with eight to play. Mm -hmm. You You might as well have it in your bag anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, some guards just want to control it better. That's not their natural inclination. Uh, To me, you got to coach it up just in case
0: you need it. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if that changes tonight. All right, guys, uh, enjoy the playoff matchups, and we will see you later in the week. Take care.